This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, gather around. Here we go. It's topics worthy of discussion on the Oakley Show, brought to you by Pizzaville. Dial pound 3636. Yet again, we're joined on this Friday afternoon by the Reverend Dr. Sherry DeNovo, Minister at Trinity St. Paul Center for Faith, Justice, and the Arts, and the former NDP MPP for Parkdale High Park. Hello, Sherry. Hello, John. Good day for talk radio. Great day for talk radio. There you go. John <laughs> Capobianco, Senior VP, Senior Partner, and National Practice Lead for Public Affairs in Fleischman Hilliard's Toronto office. Good to see you, Johnny. Good to see you. Post Chinko de Mayo on a Friday. Yes, it is. Fifth <laughs> of May. It's uh, a big deal. Down Mexico, what? <laughs> All right, let me get Michael Giles in here rounding out the panel. He's been in government at different levels 30 years, now the chief of staff to Deputy Mayor Anna Bailao. How's Michael doing? I'm very good. I think I see the sun. Is that right? Uh, either, sure? that or, either that or I'm having a stroke. Do you, see us, do you see us sun or the sun? The <laughs> sun, yeah. I was going to say, wow, that's a rarity, isn't it? Okay. Uh, and speaking of rarities, let me get around to, I was just talking to the MPP for Flamborough Glanbrook, Donna Skelly, who's a parliamentary assistant dealing with, uh, you know, trade and commerce and all the rest. In the Conservative government, these numbers came out from StatsCan today. 108,000 jobs were created in April. Uh, it's unprecedented, or at least going back to 1976, we've not seen numbers like this. Uh, she was citing 47,000 of those jobs created in Ontario, and uh, for that, the Ford government is taking credit, so she says. Meanwhile, out west, Justin Trudeau in Edmonton taking credit for the overall number, saying the Liberals, because of their $180 billion in infrastructure investments, have created the climate that has... Uh, led to this spike in jobs. And it wasn't too long ago we were talking about 7,200 jobs being lost in the month of, I think it was February, or it might have been March. So we're all over the map on this. But let me throw it around quickly. Who or what's responsible, do you think, for the good news today, Sherry? Uh, well, first of all, I want to problematize the good news. Uh, um, I, I mean, tell that to the folk in Oshawa, tell that to the millennials, tell that to those folk who are on contract jobs that all, you know, get counted, but they're not really permanent. So you don't see this and, as and, a, on net a good news story? You know, I, I, I mean, let's put it this way. In 1977, the average, you know, hourly wage was $24. Now it's $27. And the price of your house has probably quadrupled in that period of time. I mean, Although wages have gone, gone up. Up here. They've gone up a bit, but you know, Hours this is work nothing to up. get excited about. Really? Um, and particularly when you see south of the border and you see, you know, a potential trade war, and again, we're looking at a possible recession. Um, I, and certainly, you know, what what is happening uh, has some global ramifications, and I don't think Doug Ford or Justin Trudeau can take credit for all of it. Um, so right. is it better than, than bad news? Yes. But uh, as I say, there's, so there's a lot of folk I talk to, a lot of People I see out there that are wondering where their next mortgage or payment or rent is coming from. Jeez, I want to go home and open a vein. Oh <laughs> what the heck, John? What's going on? I was going to say, uh, that really puts a damper on it. Justin, Doug, anybody, you know, who would see this as a, a somewhat of a bonus, that you know, 108,000 jobs, uh, given that there might be alternatives if we had gone south by 108,000. All right, but John, I mean, uh, well, such as it is, how do you see it and who or what might be responsible? I'll tell you one party that's not responsible, that's the NDP party, so they, oh. they shouldn't be 
well, I, I agree. This, I but, mean, we're not in control. Um, but jeez. Oh, but no. And, I, and if listen, you were, <laughs> they would still be saying. Right. Right. And, and of course, if we were, there'd be way more jobs oh, created. Sure. <laughs> but in other precincts. Yeah, so, much, so much for so much for Michaels. I see the sun out there today. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I think the cloud has come over. No, look. I, I listen. Governments get blamed for uh, for when there's no jobs or jobs get lost, and I think that they should take credit for when jobs are being created. Um, at the end of the day, it's businesses and, and, and organizations that create jobs. Governments sort of lay the foundation and should be making policies to create jobs or to make it e- make it easier for for companies and, and both the private sector and not private sector to, to create jobs. But any job is, a, is and any job plus is, is, a, is wonderful news and should be taken as such. I think given the fact that prices are going up and we're seeing prices in grocery stores and we're seeing prices uh, across the way, gases and that, gas prices and so forth going up, the fact that p- more people are getting jobs than not is a good sign. It's never enough. Um, but still, John, at the end of the day, um, jobs are a good thing. Well, sure, but I'm just asking who or what might be responsible because, you know, on the one hand, Justin Trudeau's taking credit. On the other hand, we heard from Doug Ford's uh, member of the legislature suggesting it's Fordian policies. Then you look at, you know, south of the border. Uh, we got the, uh, you know, the low dollar, so exports exchange rate is, you know, to our, the benefit of our exporters. They got a red-hot economy down there. Maybe we're just riding those coattails, Michael. Well, you know that scene, you know, everybody's seen it where the running of the bulls, where everybody's storming towards. This is all the politicians running to the microphone. You know, it's like John F. Kennedy says, you know, they're taking credit. John F. Kennedy used to say, you know, uh, victory has a, uh, a thousand fathers and defeat is an orphan. This is the case. That everybody's going to take responsive, uh, credit for this. Mm. And the truth is probably everybody has a little bit of of, of, uh, of responsibility for where we're at. You know, the uh, the federal government has invested considerably in infrastructure and that kind of thing. Of course, that's going to inject that kind of capital into the, into the economy. I mean, there's going to be, uh, you know, uh, benefits to that. Uh, Ontario has put out this message, open for business. So obviously businesses are looking at that. Jason Kenney has taken over, or just taken over. But, you know, the the, uh, the markets had assumed that that was going to be the outcome. You, and you, as you say, the lower dollar. So it's, it's sort of like, and not to use that analogy, but, you know, when they say there's a plane crash, there's usually about 20 causes that lead to it. And that's what this is. It's There's there's, there's all sorts of things going into this. And the truth is, Canada is a good investment. You look around the world, you look what's happening. You look at places like the United Kingdom with Brexit and the uncertainty there, and you look what's happening in Europe, and uh, there's a lot of tech money coming into this country as well. So you put all of that together in the basket, yeah, it's, 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 everybody has a little bit of credit on this. All right, you know, Sherry, you had cited uh, this trade war that's happening with the states and China and how that might have an impact. I wanted to uh, get your thoughts on that as well, because economists with Moody are suggesting there could be a recession by late 2020 if this thing really goes south on us. It's, uh, you know, I mentioned with Conrad Black and maybe brinksmanship, uh, he thought it might be an appropriate word, but Donald Trump is uh, really trying to bring China into heel, and uh, so how do you see this playing out long term? I mean, is this something where, uh, you know, it's a dangerous game that he's rolling the dice, Donald Trump, or is it a brilliant strategy uh, to maybe repatriate a lot of jobs through tariffs on goods coming in from China, you know, $300 billion plus dollars worth of this, repatriating jobs to America? you got to be in favor of that, No. Uh, well, I'm going to take a, a page from Michael's book on this one. <laughs> a little bit good news, a little bit bad news. I mean, uh, uh, you know, it, let's hope it works out, um, and let's hope it's not brings, brinksmanship and and kind of governing by Twitter, which is his his metier. Um, mm. But I mean, one thing that has to be said is is uh, I think we should be concerned. I mean, I, I about China. I uh, 
you know, I, did, I wasn't the MPP to uh, a great many Tibetans uh, without uh, learning their story. I mean, there's no doubt that this is a totalitarian country. And so you should no be doubt, happy that Trump is trying to rein them in. Uh, well, uh, well, here's here's hoping that that strategy works. Um, I know it's still under negotiation, but um, and certainly um, there's no doubt we should be bringing manufacturing back to Canada. Um, the other thing that needs to be pointed out here is we're still dealing with American tariffs here, of course. And what is our government doing about that? Um, and that's protecting Canadian jobs. So, I mean, we should be neg- in negotiation. We haven't heard much from Ottawa on that on that score. Well, it's still but before yeah, Congress. I mean, it, well, they, they've got to ratify this. It's too soon to, to, to tell what's going to happen out of this. Um, it is brinksmanship, no doubt. Will it work? I don't know. Um, uh, no fan of China. Uh, but I think uh, the lesson to us here is better better sit at that negotiation table with the U.S. around our own te- tariffs and do well, it now. Well, all right. But I, I did want to ask just on the Chinese question whether or not, you know, this game that Trump is playing, uh, and it may lift the boats on this side of the border as well, uh, certainly for our exports, it may. I don't know. Uh, but is it a game worth playing? Is it a, a gamble that uh, is worth taking? Well, there's no doubt that whenever anything that happens in the U.S affects us if when you know the famous saying when they sneeze we catch the cold and and, and that's a fact that has a more of an effect when it comes to trade and trade issues for sure um but anything like anything that president trump does there's always the intent might be right the execution is never right and has and has failed in some cases but uh, i think that he always taps into a nerve um, uh, and the American people that that they have had experience over the last eight years, certainly with President Obama there, uh, and he continues to make this pitch about us, uh, the U.S. not being a punching bag, John, and that's a serious issue when it comes to trade. So when he talks about you know putting it to China and putting tough barriers on them and making sure that they they're paying the right price, that has a huge effect, especially in the Rust Belt, uh, where, where they where they feel that effect. So at the end of the day, I think that his intent and his words uh, are resonating with people. The question becomes, how is he going to execute? and how is it going to be negotiated and when it comes down to diplomacy and, and, and the actual negotiations. But it's hugely critical for, for the U.S. and for the U.S. to maintain the, 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 the jobs inside inside their borders. But also, uh, to, to, to Sherry's point, what are we doing about it? We have to then act as well because they can't do it on their own and then not sort of stand by the sidelines. Not well, should we show it. solidarity? Look, I mean, we've just been uh, hit hard in the canola front. I mean, uh, 40% of our crop is just going to be fallow. It's not going anywhere. And I mean, I don't know, in the billions... Uh, uh, our farmers out west primarily are hurting because of the way the Chinese are operating here. I mean, Michael, uh, should we be thankful for what Trump is pulling here? Well, yeah, the reality is Canada's economy and its you know relationship with China is obviously not in the same league as the United States. Bottom line is Trump, you know, not that I, I, I'm not a fan of Trump's, but he knows exactly what he's doing. You're sitting at the table. He's doing, this is brinkmanship, but, you know, they, the United States exports $130 billion a year. They import $505 billion from China. The Chinese economy is, it has slowed more than it has in 28 years. A full trade war would bring, uh, the analysts say, would bring Chinese economy another 1.2% down. Trump knows that he has most of the cards in this situation. They're the buyers. Uh, we're the, uh, the United States is the buyers. China's the sellers, and that just puts you in an advantage. So he's, yeah, brinksmanship, absolutely. But in the end, China's going to have to come to the table. They don't have a choice. They're the sellers. For Pizzaville, dial pound 3636 with our panel, the Reverend Dr. Sherry DeNovo, John Capobianco, and Michael Giles on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 